0: We, we were told earlier <clears throat> before the fact that uh, we were going to put our hand on this box and whoever took their hand off last would win a shout out uh, or pretty much the equivalent of like a million subscribers because Jimmy was going to tell us, uh, tell whoever won, uh, they're going to tell their his fans to, and his followers to go subscribe to them. So it's pretty much like whoever, you know, held their hand on this box the longest got a career in YouTube.
1: This is Creative disruption the intersection where entertainment data and creativity meet here's your host Ricky Ray Butler hello welcome to creative disruption I'm Ricky Ray Butler I am so pumped that we have zealous with us Matthew Doyen
0: how are you doing Matthew I'm doing fantastic you know one time I was working out to your podcast and (laughs) I always I would replay the the intro because it's so hype (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's so hype. It's so hype. It's so you know, you know. Um, I, I'm an older millennial, but it's very Generation X, in my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but I no, no. no I, yeah, yeah, that's
1: that, that. No, that that, that, that that's funny. Um, what what podcast was that? Do you remember?
0: Uh, I don't remember. It might have been the one with Preston. I oh, love cool. listening to that one. He's a cool guy.
1: Preston's awesome. That is, yeah, I, I love Preston and Preston plays. Um, Heck yeah. So zealous i want to just go straight to the details you got two million followers within seven hours i want you to dive deep on how that happened and how that's been since
0: dang um that was well obviously unbelievable (laughs) it's it's kind of hard like i guess i guess it is pretty easy i guess where to start um so a little background i I've been been making like videos ever since I was seven years old or so. Wow. Um, and, and, and you're 21 now, right? Yes, correct. Oh, cool. um, but it was kind of off and on. I did like like some, I grew up on like Ryan Higa and Smosh and stuff like that. So we made like some skits and then Freddie Wong. I don't know if anyone listened oh, to Oh yeah.
1: No, I remember all those guys. Ryan Higa was the biggest YouTuber for a long time.
0: Seriously. Yeah. So all my friends love that stuff. That's kind of what got me into it um and i could go a lot more into that but i think what everyone's most interested in is like um obviously the the shout out and how to if something like that happens how to like maintain that audience perhaps um it, it was pretty crazy uh, i'd been doing youtube for about 3 years uh like consistently mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden my uh friend who i'd worked with had actually made videos for um Andrew sites from more jc shout out to andrew uh, he texted me, and he said that Mr. Beast had put out a uh, a Twitter, like a tweet, a Twitter post. I sound like like really old. I don't know what I call Twitter, it a Twitter post. Twitter. I don't really use. <laughs> I know, right? I don't really use like social media too much, which is funny because like that's my job. But um, <laughs> pretty pretty much, uh, he sent me a text and he said, "Hey, Mr. Beast just tweeted uh, this form out. You should check it out." And pretty much what it said was um, that he was looking for Mr. Beast was looking for four uh, YouTubers under a hundred thousand subscribers and, uh, to compete in his next video. So all you had to do is sign up, uh, through this Google form and kind of explain why you thought you should be a part of the video and wait. So, uh, and how,
1: how many subscribers did you have?
0: I had at that current time I had under 30,000, I think. Oh, wow. So I was kind of learning the, the ropes a little bit. I, I find that like uh, consistency is probably the best way to learn. So I was kind of in that stage of just trying to upload content consistently and, and like improve my learning curve. Um, but what was, what was crazy is that, um, you know, when you enter something like this, you don't feel like you're like, Oh, I'm probably not going to win or something like that. I'm probably not going to get picked. Like I just entered in, in Mr. Beast's uh, like, uh, any everyone gets a Lambo competition, <laughs> where it's like, it's 35 bucks to, to get a Lambo. And I, you know, I mean, who knows, a Lambo might pull up on my uh, next to my apartment, but uh, probably not. That's what you, that's how you normally feel. Um, but pretty much what happened was uh, I, I was in church on a Wednesday. Uh, so I'm a church boy uh, <laughs> and my pastor was talking. I got this random phone call uh, with, with the North Carolina area code and I completely ignored it. Um, I was like, I'm in church, my prior, I got to keep my priorities straight. So I, I ignored the phone call. And then <laughs> when I, when I hung up on the phone call, I saw my phone and it was blowing up with texts. And, uh, and then I scrolled through and I was like, what the heck is happening? Uh, and one of the DMS was from Mr. Beast. So I was like, there's no, someone's pranking me right now. <laughs> um, now, before we get to the, to the funny part of the story, because I ended up actually, uh, I was like, Oh shoot. I like messed this up. He's not going to call me back now. I just missed my opportunity. Um, he ended up calling me back and I bolted out of the sanctuary. Sorry, God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a first boy. I just, you know, I got to ask for forgiveness for that, but, um, pretty much I bolted out of the sanctuary so I could get cell reception and talk to Jimmy. Um, but it, it actually was, it was pretty cool because I had been to vid summit a year earlier. So, um, Pretty much what happened was uh, I met Jimmy at 2019 Vid Summit. We mm-hmm. talked for about like five minutes. Actually, I was standing next to Andrew while we were talking. I went I went uh, on that trip with Andrew to LA, which, by the way, if you guys haven't heard of Vid Summit, it's the best. Uh, one of the amazing. best places to go to connect that's actually uh ricky ran into my girlfriend uh, <laughs> remember uh, it was it was that uh we were, we were having like a blast we were all playing arcade games yeah uh, at david busters at the after party and he like stepped back it just like boom and that's how that's how we kind of like ran yeah, into each other i'm glad
1: no, no bones were broken Usually when I run yeah, into was, people, I'm a really big it, guy. It, could, it, it, can be, it can be painful.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. My girlfriend's pretty strong. So I was actually more worried for you. But <laughs> uh, but uh, no, JK. Um, that, was, that was actually horrible. I will never <laughs> forgive you. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So anyway, I met Jimmy at VidSummit the year before. So talking to him wasn't really uh, as like, shocking as it could have been because I'd already met him in person. Uh, but it was only for about five minutes um anyway he called me and asked me if i could fly out to north carolina the next day of course i said no and now we're here i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) i said yes we went uh and it was, it was really weird. Actually. Right. When I got to the hotel, there ended up being like this, this guy who was like causing a scene. So that was like, Oh no, is this trip? Is this an omen for the trip? <laughs> um, cause, cause it's just a random thing that happened. And I, and it was, it was super weird, but, uh, ended up getting picked up by his crew, going to his, uh, his studio and, uh, checking out the set. And it is, it was crazy back then, even crazier. Now squid games is coming out today, by the way, <laughs> yeah, Mr. B squid game video. And it's probably gonna be out by the time that this podcast comes out. Uh, Ricky, oh, are you, you in that video? Any- I'm not. I'm not. But do you want to make any predictions on the view count oh, in I the would, first would, 24 I would, hours? I, I will say
1: 70 million. In first 24 hours? Oh, no. I mean, I'm saying like after a month.
0: I'm thinking 30 days. In 30 days? I think, I think it might hit. I, it, I think it's going to be as fast as 200 million. Anyway, oh, just dang. random tangent. So I'm, I'm curious if it could actually hit 100 million in 30 days. We'll see. Okay, what what uh, do you think is the
1: first 24 hours going to
0: First twenty four hours, uh, I, I've had some friends guessing $37 million, 42 million like around that that area. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know when like when they guess on price on prices right, and yeah. like they go a little, like a lot higher than everybody else, mm-hmm. and either look like really smart or look like an idiot. Yeah,
1: I, I, <laughs> an- I wish I wish this video is coming out. I, I wish we did this live because you know, this video is gonna be going live probably a week from like Saturday. And um, I guess everyone can comment, you know, we can see, see who's closest, you know, you or myself in in 14 days. So if I say 70 million and 30 days, I would say in two weeks from now, it'd probably be like closer to like, like, like I'd say 50 million.
0: Okay. So, so right when this podcast comes out two weeks, I'm saying 50, what are you saying? I think, I think it's going to be 63 million.
1: Actually, how about this? I'm going to say 62 million and then we're done. All right. So you're 63. I'm 62. Let's see who wins. You pull the prices right on me. Anyway, (laughs) Go back to your story. By the way, this is so like proper, Jimmy, like Mr. Beast, how when he connects with people, it's really fast. It's very impulsively. And there's always an action plan. Like there's always something that you got to do after like with team C's. He called me up. He says, okay, I need help with both Ben and tube buddy and helping us push this forward. And, 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 and so we ended up collaborating with him and it was within like 24 hours where everything got planned. And, and we started like pushing things forward. It was, it's amazing. He moves so fast.
0: Seriously, seriously. So he called you
1: and said tomorrow you need to come to North Carolina.
0: Exactly. That's exactly. So we ended up flying out. I met the, the other competitors and they're the nicest people still friends with, with all of them to this day. Uh, and, and I talked to them very consistently. Um, it it was, it was crazy. Is there any details that you want to hear? We Well, just we,
1: what was the experience like? I mean, it, it sounds exhausting, but yeah, just go through the details of what happened and how were those conversations with those other competitors and then you know, just give the details of like how you won and everything that happened.
0: Yes. So, um a funny thing, I guess first of all, I was actually bald during this time. If you're watching the video version on YouTube, I have a full head of hair. It's just, I'd actually need a haircut, uh, I would say. Uh, so all my competitors remember me as the bald guy. Uh, so that's <laughs> funny, um, but I've literally never been bald in my life. Um, but pretty much, uh, so so that's kind of that's the, the tone, I guess. Uh, going in front of you know forty, fifty million people as a bald person. Uh, not that being bald is bad. Anyway, I could get canceled for that. <laughs> um, so we go in. Uh, I meet the competitors. It's kind of weird, obviously, because you know uh, we we were told earlier <clears throat> before the fact that uh, we were going to put our hand on this box. And whoever took their hand off last would win a shout out uh, or pretty much the equivalent of like a million subscribers. Because Jimmy was going to tell us, uh, tell whoever won, uh, they're going to tell their, his fans to, and his followers to go subscribe to them. So it's pretty much like whoever, you know, held their hand on this box the longest got a career in YouTube. Um, and, and, and so the stakes are pretty high because each each and every one of us, uh, all four of us had been doing like YouTube, making videos for a long time. Uh, there's one guy who's been doing it for like like ever since YouTube started. His name's Adam. He's a dope dude. Um, and so so it was, it was pretty intense. Obviously, at that moment, um, we we walked inside the studio. It's it's an old church that they actually converted into like a a, a film studio. It has truss, metal beams, lights that blind you. They're so bright. Uh, and we walk into this this uh the filming room and uh there's like six guys who are all working on this this pillar with this box on top of it, it looks like a shrine <laughs> and it's like you know probably an hour before we start shooting he's running us through it anyway fast forward an hour we're, we're all like we've all you know flown overnight we're all tired we're, we're up for 12 hours at this point already um And then we put our hands on this box (laughs) and they, they start the video, they start the intro. Uh, and literally at this point, you cannot take your hand off this box. If you take your hand off this box, then, uh, I was so worried because I thought I was going to take it off in the first hour. Uh, I was so worried for the first hour because I was like, what if I just (laughs) get become absent-minded, make a mistake and just, just tug it off. Uh, and, and thankfully that didn't end up happening, but I feel like that's probably what was going through everyone's minds. Um, Anyway, it starts filming, they start filming and there's, there's uh, probably I'd say six GoPros in the room all looking at our hands. There's a overhead camera up top. It's like a red, um, you know, high quality, like 6K camera <laughs> and it's filming straight down from the ceiling. And there are, uh, from what I heard, like four people at any time just watching the screens to see if we're going to take our hands off. So it's pretty crazy.
1: And so what next? Like, I mean, I mean, so how many was it again? Is, is you and like three others or.
0: Correct. So very, very tight space. Um, what they didn't actually end up putting in the video is, um, after, uh, we destroyed Carl's car. If you go watch the video, we destroyed Carl's car. Uh, and from there, uh, my, my friend Maddie actually got a little bit overambitious with the destruction and ended up taking his hand off the box. It was about six hours in. Um, from there, the the box has wheels on it. So the the box on a pillar that has wheels and I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> so you you either had the option, uh, which I, I would hate to be uh, the person who does this. Shout out to David. David was the guy who helped me out with this, but I just feel so much empathy for him because it probably was the worst job ever. But uh, either you went in a bucket, <laughs> which was David's job to help you out with that, um, oh gosh! <laughs> which obviously they don't put in the video.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> very, they did it very dignified, but I, I still felt bad. is is terrible. But they do it for real. You cannot take your hand off this box, wow. um, or or all the other competitors can agree to wheel the pillar to the bathroom. Uh, so this didn't, <laughs> actually get, this didn't actually get put in the video, but my competitors, uh, who at the time Maddie was eliminated Isaiah photo, who now actually has, uh, 1. 1.5, 1. 1.6. He's closing in on 2 million subscribers wow. through the shorts algorithm, mostly, uh, and just making like great content there. Um, it was Isaiah and it was my friend, Adam pretty bored vids who, uh, <laughs> agreed to let me wheel myself to the bathroom. And I have never gone to the restroom in front of two grown men before
1: yeah
0: uh and it was i'll probably never do it again i never ever <laughs> want to do that ever again. But shout out to those guys so wow
1: true teamwork as competitors when they could have you know definitely made it more difficult for you
0: they definitely could have and, and i feel like that actually kind of could segue um a little bit into i what i feel like we're going to talk about later in this yeah. podcast so um which is like the value of friendships and stuff yeah. like that um and, and the value of of uh, what's the, what's the saying? It's a rising tide raises all ships. Like yes. Jimmy's talked about it a lot, um, where obviously, you know, uh, they could have been totally me in this competition. I feel like it probably would have been a good strategic tactic to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're all friends now and and we benefit off each other's knowledge and stuff like that. And I feel like that's kind of a good metaphor, not the pooping side of it, yeah. but <laughs> the, uh, not the going to the bathroom side of it, but the side of it where it's like, if you're there for your friends uh, and you you develop friendships in the YouTube community and you share knowledge amongst each other, uh, then you're just going to grow at a faster rate. You're going to improve your learning curve, and uh, you're going to you know hopefully get a couple million subscribers. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, no, it's interesting, and, and you know it's about not being an island, right? Like you know you have to cross palm it. You got to you know collaborate and do it in an authentic way where because your audience knows you they know if you're being real or not um, and and working with people that have a good affinity and people that you can become friends with and collaborating that's it. yeah you're right it, it just makes it so all ships rise
0: 100% and i feel like it also makes you like a normal person more i, I like when i first got the shout out i kind of fell into this um uh this trap of like not like i think it's it's good at times to separate work and life at, at other times, like you can work with your friends and it kind of helps uh to do that both at the same time. But I kind of isolated myself after the shout out, which we'll get more into after I kind of after we go through the story. Um I kind of isolated myself into just my own little bubble. I was an island, like you said. Um and what kind of allowed me to um become like more creative and have just a, a more fun time making content is just connecting with the people who i naturally connect with in my space uh for instance there's a couple people matthew beam is one of them uh who's been really blowing up recently he made a squid game video i think two weeks ago it's already up to like 13 million views um helping jimmy out with that type of stuff and it, it really it really makes an exponential difference when you can hang out with other people who are uh in the same uh like lane uh as what you love and can bounce stuff off of them, uh, especially for people like me who are external processors.
1: <laughs> I mean, and, and I want to I get to this, but I mean, you obviously won the competition. I want more details there of what happened there. But um, this, is, this is something else we got to talk about. You were very generous. You were very generous on, you know, sharing the handles of, of all of your competitors and like giving them a shout out after getting all that attention. And that says a lot about you. And, and it says a lot about the bond that you've, you've built with, with these, no three other people.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um, No, it's uh, honestly, you know, it just goes back to the, to the friend thing. Like it's lonely at the top, but it doesn't have to be, (laughs) you know, the, the way that uh, they're, they're all extremely determined. There were a couple of times during the the competition that actually um, I was considering like because'm I'm, I'm a man of faith and stuff like that um you know I feel like I have a I, I enjoy like being able to develop my relationship with God and I was kind of asking God during the competition I was like Lord do I take my hand off this box because like these people like these people are just as hardworking they're just as passionate I know that if I'm supposed to you know grow a channel that like you'll show me how it's supposed to happen um whether it's this way or another way so it's kind of almost like giving it up to him is crazy um I, right when i thought right, right when i asked him that question my friend adam actually uh removed his hand from the box <laughs> and that was after 36 hours it was 36 hours of of standing you, you weren't allowed to sit um you couldn't actually the box was too high uh and if you fell asleep then your hand fell off uh and there were a couple of times where myself and, and my competitors uh, like isaiah and adam had you know we almost fell asleep we um would hallucinate it was crazy Uh, and and wow yeah um and obviously it's all it was all safe it was just like you know sometimes you'd you'd look over and think you see something that you don't (laughs) (laughs) Kind of crazy when that happens but um yeah pretty much I I asked God like hey am I supposed to keep my hand on this box and kind of surrendered it up to him even though I was willing to like stay on there as long as I needed to um in order to win um, and I know that they were as well, but, um, he took his hand off the box and then within the next 10 minutes, uh, Isaiah ended up, uh, having his foot step over the line. Uh, if you watch the video, you'll know what I mean. It's called get this one random person to a million subscribers, uh, by Mr. Beast. And, and you can, you can follow along with the story as you're listening to the podcast, but, uh, it was pretty crazy. The, the last, uh, all three of us got out within 10 minutes of each other after 36 hours.
1: Wow. No, that is amazing. But, you know, it, it's it's great to see, you know, your perspective and you, you know, being vulnerable here and sharing something very special. Um, it says a lot about, you know, that you're a person with empathy. And, you know, we need more people like you, you know, you know having this type of influence. I think it's something that's very good for the world to, you know, I'm not getting I, – I, I was expecting to get a different story of, like, how – Competitive it was playing mind games without you know really seeing. There was on the, a little on the, bit on, on the on the video, but but it sounds like you were having this huge kumbaya this entire time. This is this is intense.
0: You know what's very different than Squid that, Games. Yes, hundred percent. And I think I honestly think it got on Jimmy's nerves a little bit because he loves the competition aspect. And it's great <laughs> for the video, and we're all creators. But at the same time, like we were. Uh, we were being like way too nice to each other for the video, and he was like, "You guys gotta be meaner to each other." Um, so it, it was it was pretty funny how that happened. Uh, but yeah, every, everyone was awesome. There was a little bit of mind games being played from time to time, but I think <laughs> I think the the one thing that I wanted to do was just try to like win it in a in a clean way and stuff like that. And um, but but uh, actually, it, I appreciate that comment about the the empathetic thing because that's actually something that I think uh, isolating yourself actually goes against and i think empathy is one of the one of the biggest things that you need to like not only just be uh, a good person but also like be a great leader and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and if you want to do youtube uh and you want to you know do it efficiently a lot of times you need to be a great leader you need to lead at least one person who's your editor or if you're trying to go um you know scale it up then you're going to end up leading a lot of people um and that's kind of something i feel like empathy at least for me I become more empathetic when I uh, am, am actually able to spend that time around people and not isolate myself and gain that larger perspective and stuff like that. Um, so, so it's interesting as we kind of can talk a little bit more uh, about about the the aftermath of the shout out um, and maintaining those subscribers um, or or even you know finding new viewers and stuff like that and and you know hiring people, having to fire people, uh, mistakes that I made in my own leadership and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to the people listening about, uh, how much em- empathy comes into play and how easy it is to actually kind of, uh, lose sight of it at times.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, I have a good friend, his name is Safi Bakal. Um, he's the writer of a book called Loon Shots. It's one of my you know, favorite business books out there, especially for high growth businesses. i have to and, read it. And one thing he's told me, and he's something I see as an advisor and mentor is, um, it's really important to have a perfect balance. If you are in a leadership position or, you know, a CEO of being able to inspire, but also be able to create systems. And so looking at it just from a different angle, you know, I think whether you're a creator or an executive um, or you just, you want to be successful and you're, you're going to need to build a team a- as a result of that, having a good balance of being data driven, but also having empathy and being able to connect I mean, is just so important in, in, in so many different ways. And it's just going to help, um progress happen and and um a lot of the creators that I, I I've worked with thousands of creators in my career this has been my entire career in this space um uh, you know I was I was I was younger when I was first working with creators you know back in the day like with myspace and early Facebook days you know <laughs> and, and and it's interesting you you see a variety of different types of creators and and there were creators that were some of the biggest back then that they refused to do collaborations and they, and they saw other creators as competition. Cause you have to remember there was a time when you could count on both hands, how many creators had more than a million subscribers on, on YouTube.
0: Right. That was crazy. That's and, an unbelievable. Thing about. And there were
1: some that really understood the, the collab- collaboration and, and how important that was. And, and, you know, those were the ones that could collaborate and, you know, truly, you know, build f- friendships and enjoy the process of creating and growing an audience and, and making content those are the ones that are still relevant today. And, um, you know, one person to give a shout out there is, is Brent Rivera. He's someone that has always made sure he's been on top of, you know, collaborating and, and connecting with new creators and helping empower other creators to grow like himself. And he's been extremely successful as a result of that.
0: Heck yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I actually, he he was at VidSummit this year, wasn't he?
1: I don't know if he was, I, I didn't see him there, but, um, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you if he was. I mean, I think at least his manager was there.
0: Gotcha. I I think I saw him show up at one of those like events that Carrot put on. I think it was like the
1: oh, the okay. like
0: okay. poker night or something like that. But oh, cool. I saw a picture. and I was like, no way. I missed him because I, <laughs> I, I used to. I definitely watched him when he was doing Vine and stuff like that. But that's cool. I'll definitely have to look more into his story because that's something I am trying to learn more. Uh, and probably one of my one of my biggest mistakes was just like how I kind of let my mindset like deteriorate, um, Mm. when I was kind of, you know, finding like out how to manage this growth Mm. and, you know, feeling like I needed to work my, my butt off, which I did, but at the same time, like, kind of you had a
1: whole like business fall into your lap right after this competition. So first (laughs) off, how did it feel like when, when you found out that you won the competition and then after that answer, tell us, what happened in the next several
0: months. Oh my gosh. Um well, I was I, I was so tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was so unbelievably tired. I, I uh I felt bad because I was like, dang, my my reaction to winning was like garbage for the video because I was like I was literally like at the point of just like complete exhaustion. I think we were up for like 50 hours at that point, standing for 36. Uh, but up for a total of 50 hours. So I, I, with that being said, I don't think it really like um, cemented in my brain until like, it took a while. It took like probably weeks after it happened to like, you know, I'm, I might still be processing it. If I'm, if I'm <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure it out because I think it just went from like, oh, sick to like, holy crap. I've been making like content at a 30,000 subscriber level. Mm-hmm. And now I got to make content at, at a 2 million plus subscriber level and it's like oh shoot that's a that's a pretty big jump um so if you want to know about kind of the months afterwards um I my channel wouldn't be where it is right now if it weren't for Daryl like working with Daryl and working with his Chief of Staff uh Justin they are like just the the goats uh, some of the greatest people to talk to about like, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's all, au- there's other awesome people out there like Patty Galloway. Shout out to Patty. Um, uh, Harry Carlisle. I think that's how you say his awesome. name. Awesome. So uh,
1: Daryl and all these other people, like they, they were all advisors or did they help, you know, manage your channel? You know, how did you collaborate with all of them?
0: So they were more so, like, I guess, consultants, uh, on like a weekly basis. The, the really cool thing is that, before I actually, um, like in between getting shouted out and like, like the before and after that, I was taking this, this YouTube course called Channel I'm that Daryl, um, actually heads up, uh, and it pretty much teaches you like all the fundamentals of like, like making a basic video and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> of like, you know, the storytelling, um, you know, obviously figuring out the title and thumbnail first and foremost, uh, et cetera, and then actually like launching in the right way. One of the million so things he, that
1: he does, you know, and one of the reasons why he can't be as involved in this podcast is because he has so many different things that are so successful from VidSummit Then you know, he does The Chosen with a big chunk of his time. He's doing so much and it's amazing that he still finds time to help empower new creators like yourself.
0: Yeah, seriously, it, it's, it was incredible. And uh, obviously, you know, I think he, he was very patient with me because uh, I had a lot to learn and stuff like that. Um, so, so I do really appreciate it a lot, but, um, how does he like, how do how do people, how would you like describe how people like, like him get so much stuff done? Like, I'm curious if you might, if you don't mind me throwing you a question.
1: Oh, goodness. You know, I think that's an answer for him to, I mean, to answer. Um, he's literally the definition of a serial entrepreneur. Um, but what's different about him is that he is a creative at the same time. And so when he's doing something, there's a good chance that he's not just, you know, managing it, but he's driving it and, and leading it by doing a lot of like the, like the, the, the detailed work. And, you know, he has like this very special touch uh, of just making things grow and making things, you know, successful. So you have with the chosen, you have Dallas Jenkins, who's like the, 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 the the visionary and 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 the you know the director the writer um, of the series and it it could not happen without him but it also wouldn't be able to happen without daryl because daryl is the one that has built the community that has like done the marketing around it and you know he's the ceo um and, and 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 makes all the things that happen that need to happen in this new world of content and and so Um, he builds a strong team around that helps him get things done, but he's also like very hyper-focused on a lot of different things. I'm much different. I'm a much more focused type of an executive. Um, if I'm going to be involved in a lot of different projects, you know, my involvement in the chosen is much less than his, you know, it's, it's once a week (laughs) touching base with, with all the other owners, et cetera. And, 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 and speaking very high level, I'm more of a high level person where, I cannot do it by myself. I need to make it so there's people that can lead it and, and make it happen. And I, I, I very, I stay very close to staying with vision, and and, and I, moving I feel, things forward I feel... there.
0: That's interesting. I feel like I'm kind of similar. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure myself out too, cause I'm just 21. Obviously. I think, <laughs> I think that's probably one of the most important things of being a, a creator or successful in general is kind of knowing and being self-aware and stuff like that. So I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out, but I think I, I definitely lean more towards like the, the vision side and like, I would definitely benefit from having like uh, an operator. Um, and that's so like, these are, these are terms by the way, that I feel like not a lot of people understand at first, like, producer? What the heck does a producer do? What the heck does an operator li- like do? What does is, what is a uh, creative director do and stuff like that? Um, All the details
1: that you don't want to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That'd be a good way to explain it. Right. Just so that everyone, you know, listening, if they're, if, if they're kind of where I was, you know, even a couple months ago, um, if that helps, but yeah, well, um, you know, it's,
1: it's interesting because I think sometimes people try to oversimplify the process. And the truth is you always need team you always need collaboration if you want to grow something that becomes great in order to achieve greatness, it's going to be very hard. You know, you can do good things, you can do great things, but greatness is consistently, you know, being able to, you know, optimize what you do and how you collaborate and having a, and we talked about this, you know, in the last podcast that, that we did with uh, Alicia Marie and, and Ashley Nicole is, you know, we talked about having an awareness of both your strengths and weaknesses is so important because you then see, okay, who do I need to collaborate with, and whether you know they report to me or I report to them. Understanding and awareness of your own strengths and weaknesses is just a game changer in being successful. When I finally figured that out as an entrepreneur, my business exploded over really? over a hundred percent every every year. Before that, I was doing way too much detail, and I was not good at those details. I'm not a very detailed you know um, person. I'm not. I, I, I'm one of those people that. I can see vision. I can see strategy. I know what needs to happen, but I can't be the only one doing it where I will fail.
0: Yeah. Is it is it like more of a thing where you feel like you need to bounce stuff off of people or like you're really good at delegating? Bounce like Stuff what you off say of people,
1: the... but find people that are more talented than you and being okay with that.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Was it hard being okay with it at first yeah, or was it hard finding because people?
1: because I thought I was the smartest person in the world. I wanted to do it. <laughs> everything perfectly because I was such a badass. And that was my biggest mistake early in my career. Yeah. I've had several businesses that weren't successful. And as of recent, when it comes to the business that I own and and, and running Ben, as well as, you know, when I do investments, I, I, I look at the world in a much different lens. And, you know, I, I get mentored mainly by the people I hire that can do things that I can't do. And they make me much more smarter. They make me much more aware and it makes it so you know you have a good dynamic of knowing okay who's going to own what and let, let's let's tackle this mission together, and and so I love you're at a really fun place in your career because you've had this massive growth. You've obviously been able to like, keep your audience loyal and, and and your engagement and your viewership is so strong and you've been able to grow your audience since. You're now at the point of like con- continual growth and continual you know sus- you know figuring out how to sustain yourself and to stay consistent and and this has got to be overwhelming but fun because I, it sounds like you're assembling your team right now
0: yes yeah, so so that's actually something that i think i, I held off a l- little bit too long on um actually my it's been my a friend, year my friend oh, <laughs> you're i good. know right well i <laughs> guess yeah i guess it, like in the, in the grand scheme of things it's really short because i was thinking about it, it's like man like obviously this year my i feel like I feel like the learning curve is such an important thing and i, and I want to come back so so in case i go off on a tangent because i tend to do that remind me to come back to like the team thing um but like um for this whole year I, i'm the type of person who like i love watching educational videos and like like videos about youtube and just talking with my friends about about stuff that i that i am interested in that i want to improve whether it's like because I, I used to do taekwondo so I'm, I'm pretty into like physical fitness and stuff like that um as i well. used to do
1: Kanji kimbo
0: Are you serious? Yes. You know what that that is? Is that that a type of karate? I don't know. Yeah. It's
1: a type of karate that I think came from um, Hawaii. I didn't really know much about it as a kid, but after I watched Cobra Kai, I got the bug again and I went and researched my roots in karate. (laughs) Let's go.
0: Heck yes. Dang. We're going to have to spar. Although you'd probably beat me because I only did the pretty stuff. Uh, I did flips and such. That's why like our stunts in real life videos are a thing.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to challenge me to a fight, I think I just have to be aware of your endurance and, um, use some jujitsu moves to take you to the ground.
0: Oh, you'd definitely win. You'd hundred percent.
1: I'll use my weight and, and gravity. You know, I, I'm very, say, I'm very data-driven. I'm <laughs> very scientific when it comes to fighting.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you're hiding like another uh, an extra hand under your beard or something like that. Oh, I mean, oh, I definitely I like,
1: have an extra, you know, hand under my beard. Kind of like Chuck Norris, <laughs> and under my ponytail too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! No, but you know what I mean. Like if if you're doing jujitsu and you like get caught in a in the same like like headlock six times then obviously your learning curve needs improvement right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like where i feel like i've been this year is like shoot looking back um yes i I love like gaining this knowledge and stuff but it doesn't mean anything if i can't actually like get out of the dang headlock (laughs) and and, (laughs) and go do what i need to do um so i don't know i think i think that's that's uh, kind of a tangent that I, that I guess I went on was well, like.
1: So a question I have for you, and I, I want to go back to teamwork as well. How was it engaging with this new audience for the first time? Was it intimidating? Oh um, was, was it an audience that was easy to connect with? um I'm sure there were both insecurities and you know areas of confidence, but like, t- tell me how that yeah. was after uploading that first video.
0: So, oh my goodness. Um, I, I, if if you look at my videos from right after the shout out versus now they have a much different feel. So I definitely felt like I needed to act a little bit different to like maintain this audience and stuff like that. Um, and, and I definitely think that there's like, you know, obviously points to being energetic on, and stuff on camera. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I think I took it to like a, a crazy level, but it didn't, it didn't like, um, it didn't, matter that much in that point. It's just kind of something that I look back on and I'm like, oh, I probably could have done that differently. Um, it was just the, the actual like authenticity of everything. But uh, I think it goes back to what you said about kind of confidence um, with, I, I feel like the best way to build confidence is just do something consistently and, and over a period of time, like that confidence will, will build um, as you continue to do it and kind of fail at it and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to the audience itself, was it was interesting because like you you either had this route to like kind of mooch off of mr beast a little bit more which uh honestly probably would have been strategically sound a hundred percent i don't think i did that enough uh, actually (laughs) um but uh at the same time uh you have people who you know when you do that uh you know they'll say like oh he's only getting his views from Mr. Uh, because of Mr. Beast he's only getting his views because he put Mr. Beast's name in the title. Uh, I still get comments like even on videos completely unrelated. Uh, like our most viewed video has like 17 million views. We have a video that has like 14 million views. They're both uh, the most viewed videos on our channel, and they're not related to to uh, Jimmy. Not that that's like you know a good or a bad thing. It's just kind of a neutral thing. But I still get those comments. So I think the biggest thing is not whether or not they're saying that it was just not taking that too seriously. Sure. Um, you know, uh, c- cause a lot of times like you, when you're putting the one in this position, you're called lucky. Um, you're called, which I am very lucky by the mm. way. Um, you know, I would say that, but I, obviously, uh, and I'm re- very grateful, but at the same time, like, um, you can start to convince yourself, oh, it is just luck. It is just, um, you know, uh, this, this thing that I don't necessarily deserve. Uh, and that, that takes away energy from actually going out and trying to like do the stuff that allows you to deserve it, I guess. Um, so I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing is, uh, it's more internal than it is external. It's not like who the audience is, who's coming over to your channel. It's more so like, how do you interact with the audience on a self-awareness scale? And how do you, um, react to how they react? <laughs> how do you respond to how they react? Are, are you getting caught up in the comments or uh, both positive and negative? As Gary V says, you don't, you really don't want to do either, or uh, you just want to get feedback so that you can keep improving. Um, or are you um, just focusing on making good content and, you know, building your confidence level? I think that's, that's probably the, the most challenging thing for me. So, so
1: let's talk about like feedback and data. Um, how do you filter that feedback? Um, um so this, was, was this, out of you know, like, I mean, cause that's a lot of comments that you were never used to. This is not something you built up to. It just, it just exploded, it, it accelerated. And, and, um, so have you felt like you found that pattern of, of how to both, you know, read the comments and, you know, look at the data?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I think, I think one of the biggest, biggest things is, and this, I, this is not supposed to sound like um, prideful at all. Um, I, I, try my best to remain like as humble as I possibly can. Cause I want to remain in a state to like learn and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's also at the same time, be- because you're, you're thrusted into this, you know, 2 million subscribers. Uh, it's obviously, you know, there's a lot of channels with 2 million subscribers, but literally like, think about your, your audience growing 50, 50 times, like over overnight. Or actually, sorry, 20 times overnight math because uh, I, I, I grew to 50,000 subscribers and then over like in seven hours, it grows to 2 million, uh, 20, 20 times what you were used to. Then you're – this is going to sound kind of like fluffy, but your your identity kind of has to catch up to that. Your yeah. identity of like, yo, know, I, can, I can do this. Like I was built to, to learn and, and like handle this. Um, you gotta have that confidence. And I think if you don't, which I didn't at the time, and I'm learning to kind of develop that while remaining like humble so that I can learn, uh, I was almost too much in a, in a, um, humbled state of learning that I really, uh, and don't take this the wrong way, but I overvalued a lot of people's intelligence. Mm. So, and I, I undervalued my, my own gut, um, cause there's so much data, obviously, but I like the saying by this guy, Craig Rochelle has an awesome leadership podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you binge watch creative disruption, you should listen to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, pretty much what he says is you want to be like insanely gutsy, but also insanely nerdy. So mm-hmm. you want to go with your gut and then check it against the data. And I kind of threw my gut out the window at that time. And I think it's uh, like, that was partially a good thing because it did allow me to really unlearn some things and adjust. Um, but at the same time, uh, because I threw my gut out the window. I wasn't just listening to the experts. I was listening to my mom. No offense, mom. I love you. Um, but, 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 you know, you got to listen to people who like are trying to either figure this out alongside you, like your, your, your friends, so you can kind of brainstorm and push back against or experts and stuff like that. Um, who, who know what they're talking about. And at the same time, I think you got to push back against the experts, which, um, that was one challenge. I think, uh, that, that I had sometimes with, um chatting when I was chatting with is I just wasn't as good at, at pushing back and he told me to he mm-hmm. told me to push back and I I didn't right I think uh, you to need to
1: validate of, data points from other people and yeah, and, and if yeah. they can continue to argue and 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 give even more data you know as a part of their argument to or the advice that they're giving you you then can you know clarify and validate if they're what they're giving you like is solid and it's really thought through
0: 100% 100% cuz uh, a lot of times, like if I show my mom a video, I know now that like, yes, I can, I can watch her reaction, but uh, like, based on what she's watching, is she confused? Is she getting it? And I feel like everyone can relate to that. Who's a content creator. They probably show their, their parents or a close friend, their video, but I can't always listen to the feedback that they give um, mm-hmm. because uh, they don't necessarily know, like they haven't studied storytelling. Uh, they haven't studied, um, you know, click through rate, they haven't studied uh how to hook an audience and stuff like that and actually carry them through to the end of a video um which are the two more most important things click watch and then lastly that they enjoyed the video um so it's it's very important to test the spirits uh i guess you could say and and really discover if like is this information i'm receiving actually valuable um or do i need to kind of disagree with some stuff sometimes which i'd say you know, definitely, definitely try and disagree and and bring up other points because it brings you deeper into those good conversations.
1: What what data do you look at like outside of humans? And I, actually, I want to go back to that in um, just a second. But like, do you look at view through rate or do you just read the top comments?
0: So I think comments are really good for getting to know your audience. The the main and thing.
1: Rate, I mean, watch time. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. Oh no problem. No problem. Um, definitely. I think the two biggest things I look at are real-time views. Like how many views is this video getting an hour and a minute? <clears throat> um, and then also, like you said, the the watch time. Um, but I think even more than that, um, the, the most valuable skill, <coughs> excuse me, is being able to understand what's top of mind. Um, Cause you know, watch time uh, metrics, CTR metrics, Real time view metrics, like like any trick in the book, isn't gonna fix a bad idea or a non relevant idea that isn't gonna. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like I've made yeah, videos. That's, that's that... true. It, it, it's crazy. Um, we we made a really expensive video that didn't have any like tie to pop culture or really like uh, trend or anything that's kind of like popping off. It was kind of like a standalone thing, and sometimes those videos can work. Um. Uh, you know, but it's a, it's a lot lower of a chance um, than if you were to tie something into pop culture, into a current trend, like for instance, squid games, like Mr. Beast is doing. I wonder if my prediction is right. I have a feeling Ricky's was right, but uh, (laughs) crossing my fingers for that 2% chance. But um, you know, I I think uh, here's an example. We made a video that was very expensive and it was kind of um, not on a trend. And then at the same time, we uh, and it, and it performs so the least, worst performing video, probably the second most expensive video we made, worst performing video. And then we made a video that cost two hundred dollars. <laughs> um, it was our first stunts in real life video, and it got seventeen million views because it was tied into pop culture. Um, so, data is awesome. Uh, definitely look at real time, hundred percent. Like, like look at CTR, look at real time when you upload. Uh, and, and a lot of times, like. Your your real time views, which is like your forty eight hour, and specifically your sixty minute, that's what's going to show like is my thumbnail good, is my title good, uh, even better than your click through rate will. So I'd say real time is is number one if you're if you're trying to like look at click through rate, um, in the first you know like probably uh, two days after upload, and then. Uh, watch time is definitely, uh, and your, your actual retention line, like looking where the dips are, how can I improve my first 30 seconds specifically? Cause that brings the whole baseline up. And then I'd say lastly, um, is AB testing like two weeks after the video is done. Like how that's when you, I'm looking more so at like Definitely the, the click-through rate with TubeBuddy and stuff like that, because um, you can A-B test through TubeBuddy. If, if you don't know what A-B testing is, obviously Ricky knows, but the people watching, yeah. uh, Ricky knows way more than I do about A-B testing. <laughs> uh, A-B <laughs> testing is two different thumbnails and TubeBuddy, which is a, uh, an online program, pretty much switches between the two for you automatically and figures out the best click-through rate. Um, that's good to do like two weeks after the fact. Um, but other than that, first things first, have a good idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, they go back to that. And, and also that's where you also want validation from peers or people around you and, you know, subjectivity and, you know, self-deception are both so dangerous. And, and, and so you have to be very careful with how you filter that data. But, you know, you mentioned like, you know, following your gut and I have, you know, I have a lot of, you know, theories around this and, and, and how this works. Um, and, 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 it's funny, like when we look at AI and we have, you know, AI algorithms that help predict viewership, that help predict, you know, clicks, it helps predict actually conversions um, um, for a lot of the brands that we work with on the bend side of the business. And what's interesting is there's a certain type of data that, you know, makes the biggest difference and that's unstructured data. So that's when the AI mm. literally looks at the visuals, um, the audio. The, the large groups of text, all the stuff that you can't just look at by um by like looking at a spreadsheet or looking right. at you know at a, a dashboard, you know, that you, that you that you get from the platforms. And what we've seen is, you know, where the AI beats humans in making these types of predictions, it's not because of the structured data, it's not because of the average views, it's not because you know uh, you know all the different engagements that you know most of us humans are only looking at. It's because um, um, it's getting more insight from the actual, you know, content, the actual creative. And so I believe as humans, and then this is a theory, you know, this is, this isn't necessarily science, but that we are processing data all the time that we don't even know about, but mm, it gets us agreed. to be in one of those situations where if we need to make a really bold decision, you know, I, I believe that, you know, we get that gut feel that comes with practice. It comes with a lot of experience and it comes with a lot of data gathering that just gives us, you know, a very strong feeling that we got to go in a certain direction when, when maybe it looks a little dark and, and, and it's, it's nerve wracking to step forward. Um, um, and, 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 and the reason why, you know, I think it's hard for us is because, you know, if I could get, like give an example here, you know, this is my, 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 my cap for my Canon, how many ways are you going to describe this cap? Probably 10 ways, 12 ways, you know, of what this cap is. Well, our AI can describe it, you know, in 10 million different ways. And so when they're watching a video and when you're watching a video, there's only so much, you know, correlation or causation that you can pick up from watching a video and other videos. But the AI can put it to the science. They can look at all of your history. It can look at all the other creators out there. And what's relevant, and it can make a very bold prediction by looking at tens of thousands of videos within seconds, when you and I can only watch, you know, in seconds, one video. <laughs> and, and, Seriously. and and so 80 to 90% of the data out there is unstructured. And as humans, it's almost impossible for us to process that. And so, you know, this is an area where we get really excited with TubeBuddy, because we're now bringing AI you know, to the table to really help make our features even more accurate and, and bring in new features that, that can do things that humans just cannot do on their own.
0: Right. That's, that's crazy. I never even thought about that. Actually. Um, would you say like, so, so just cause that's, that's really, it, it's an insane amount of information on, on something that I think that I'm probably not the, the most educated about. Would you say that unstructured data based on, on, on that, comes a lot from the gut feeling because our subconscious is processing so much. And it's kind of similar to that's that my
1: theory. That's what, that's what I think is happening. Um, um and, and again, and because you know, there's a lot of high touch businesses that just takes, you know, decades of experience to perfect. And you want to have experienced people taking on those types of responsibilities. Because they've done it before, and they just have really good intuition, on, you know what to do if there's a gray area. And what's great about, you know, technology and AI is that it kind of takes out the guesswork and makes it, mm. you know, so it's all scientific and not, you know, it mitigates the risk significantly and also saves the time. Because if, if you and I are trying to get feedback from a bunch of, bunch of videos, and let's say those videos are half hour long. It's gonna take hours and hours and hours to process that.
0: Seriously. And
1: so if we step and- back and we look at the the world that we live in of entertainment and content, there's tens of millions of videos that are, that are, that are uploading every day. As humans, we can't process the 50 million creators out there that are doing all of this content. And so having technology to help us figure out, okay, what's the data saying, you know, you know, across all these different platforms. In um, um, these specific genres or verticals, that that can be very helpful to us. And this is where I think content creation is going to even accelerate even more so than it is today, um, when we have technology that can assist us, you know, to really scale what we're doing and make it so we can focus more on you know high level ideas rather than all the tedious details and and to take out the guesswork. So I, I think you know just around the corner we're going to have technology that helps us improve our editing process way more than humans could do on their own.
0: That's really interesting. So are, are you talking about something that's completely a- automated or something that gives suggestions based on footage that you input into it?
1: Yeah, I, I think, I think both. And, and it's going to have to be what we call collaborative AI, where you have a human expert like yourself that's training technology and, 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 you know, helping improve that feedback loop so the technology can learn like a human, but scale like a machine. And so it goes back to ideas. I I think you're right. You know, you can talk to a lot of different experts, but the truth is no one's going to know your audience as well as, you know, your audience, um, both on, you know, going through the content creation process, um, you know, looking at all the feedback.
0: I'm curious. Do you think AI could get to the point where they know our audience better than ourselves? Well, yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I, I mean, it can, it can definitely get to that point. And and, okay. and so, you know, that's, you know, one thing that, you know, I want to do is, you know, we're we're experiencing something very beautiful right now. Uh, totally. I talk about this all the time, and I hope everyone that's listening that, you know, you don't get too tired of this. But, <laughs> you know, the reason why I, st- I got into this space is because, you know, I consider myself a creative person, but I will never make money with creative, you know. And I mentioned <laughs> earlier, I'm not really good at details, You know, I go by the rhythm of of my own drum and no one really likes that type of rhythm when it comes to (laughs) the content that I create or the music that I create. However, you know, um, for me, what, what gets me out of bed in the morning is to know that we can help, you know, more artists to create more art, more creators to create more content. And for them to do it in a way where, you know, they don't have to do it through a centralized system. They don't have to get approval to do it, that they can, you know maybe with less means than what it took Hollywood producers and filmmakers to do you know, in the past, you know, to be able to do something that's very beautiful, that helps them self-express you know, how, how they see the world. Wow. And I think that's really important. I, I think it's really important that it becomes more and more decentralized because the more data we have from different individuals of the beauty and the, and the struggle that they see, you know, I think we're gonna become a lot more aware um, of us as humans and you know it is art that preserves history um, um yes. it, it is art that preserves culture and we've learned from it up until now but it's been very centralized and now we're at we're seeing this era where there's more art than ever before that i think that's just going to make us smarter and we're gonna be able to learn from it and it's going to make it so we can figure out ways of how to better collaborate and like connect with 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 with, with you know other countries other humans and you know, just overall, have a better place. You know, be, be in a better place. You know, as as a planet. And so I think, you know, sometimes people, you know, marginalize this industry of saying, oh, it's just you know, people uploading videos or making movies. You know, it's not really that important, but it is because it's a huge part of self-expression and all of our identity. And we need everyone to feel empowered to be able to do it in their way, even if it doesn't mean they get millions of views.
0: That's amazing dang so, so I guess in that case, I uh, last last question no, no,
1: that. hey, I, I gotta ask you the question, okay, this is the last one, and then we got we gotta switch this over or we're gonna have a huge yeah. drop off on this video.
0: <laughs> this is true. this is true, I apologize we're gonna get back, but this is actually kind of going back to the direction of both YouTube and AI. If you were to explain it to a four year old how would you um how do you think you know the creator who is making videos that get like a hundred views per video? how are people like them all the way up to like someone with like, like with 10 million subscribers going to be using AI in the near future in, in just one, one specific way. There's probably a bunch, but I'm just curious. uh, because, cause this is, this is really interesting.
1: I, I, I will say this, um, you got to have applications in place that makes it easier to translate and interpret the data mm. and then give recommendations of, okay, when you're at this state of your channel, this is what you should do next.
0: Gotcha. And, and that's so
1: cool. that's something that, you know, you know, we're really excited about with TubeBuddy because, you know, we we're what we're trying to do is to help people be empowered to be data driven, growing their audience, growing their revenues, but more than anything to help them stay inspired, you know, gotcha. whether it's, you know, understanding the AB testing better or like the, the keyword search. and um, we want to, you know, give creators tools. So, they can you know enjoy the process more they can save time but they can also be inspired you know you know to move forward and and that's why this collaboration of of Ben and, and Tubody you know um, working together and, and merging together was was so important because Tubody had has such strong tools and now you know we want to make it so you know we can give even more resources um, to this platform to even do more and 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 so you know, I think I think Technology and AI is going to be extremely helpful on giving the right recommendations to help creators continue to grow and optimize. And 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 those recommendations will be customized. Not It's not going to be generalized on, this is how it works for all creators, but it's going to be customized on you and the nuances and patterns around you and your content and around your audience. And it's going to be game-changing because it takes out guesswork, but also saves so much more time. Um, I don't see a day where bots are creating the art i think it's going yeah. to be a collaboration between technology and the artist
0: that's crazy all the way up to the point where we're brains and jars in the metaverse <laughs> 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 i'm just kidding <laughs>
1: that's a whole other conversation <laughs>
0: uh, i know but, right well, we can't go into that so i
1: you know you obviously are very passionate about collaborating and teamwork and be, um but one thing i want you know to talk to you about let's 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 act like, you know, all 8 million like TubeBuddy um, um, users are, are here in this room w- with you and you could give them advice on how to be more successful creators. Um, what advice would you give?
0: Talk to people. 100%. I know it, it's uh, but it, it, that, that's, you know, obviously everyone can find someone to talk to. Everyone can join a discord group. Uh, join a Twitter like group chat. I'm in a few. It's probably the most powerful thing is just having conversations with people who want to do the same thing that you're doing or who are already doing the same thing that you want to do. And um, from there, just having uh, agreements, having disagreements, having in-depth conversations about why or why not something will work uh in your video and just getting that feedback because that's what's gonna um the the people who i know who have grown the fastest uh every single one of them are in a brain trust they're in a they're in a uh mastermind group that for some reason that word makes me cringe but you know what i mean it's like it's a group of people who all are committed towards uh a similar goal trying to help each other improve and rise, uh, raise the tide pretty much.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for that. I think, I think that's so true and it's important. Um, it's important to collaborate and also seek out mentors and, yes. and, and, that, you know, that's something that, you know, I've, I mentioned it, you know, I think in our last podcast is something that I've been trying to focus on it. Okay. How can I find more wisdom, um, yeah. or, you know, get, you know, more ideas on, 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 you know, making better decisions, And yeah, so no, that's very helpful. So tell me, you you wanted to talk about like teamwork and collaboration. Is there anything else there that you want to, you know, know, add, add to this?
0: Um, you know, uh, I I can try my best. I think we definitely went on a a crazy tangent with the AI stuff there, but, (laughs) um, I, I think if, if anyone is trying to be the best creator that they can be, um, building a team who you can build their confidence and turn them into confident team members through uh you know not only feedback but like like just praising them when they kind of do stuff really really well um is probably one of the key things uh, anyone who have observed who has like a, a cool team an awesome team around their content they always vouch their team uh insanely obviously you have to find people who are willing and are who are hard and stuff like that and you got to make sure that you're not gonna ask them to do anything that you wouldn't you know be willing to do yourself but obviously perhaps they're a little bit better um than you at doing it I, I think that's that's probably one of the biggest keys to um being successful and growing a a, a channel to a larger scale In the future now obviously that's not the only way so remember don't take my intelligence too seriously um because there's people like mark rober who um you know he has one editor and he he does most of the writing he does all the writing he does most of the editing uh for his his videos and stuff like that um so uh just you know i'd say i'd say strengths and weaknesses Know your strengths, find the people to fill in your weaknesses and just make them feel so important and, and reward them accordingly.
1: How big is your team?
0: Uh, right now? Well, this is, this is something that we can kind of get into a little bit because right now uh, I just have one editor because <laughs> um, what I've learned over this entire year um, and especially like, like getting closer to people like Ryan Trahan and Eric um, and, and talking with uh, Jimmy a little bit and then my friend Matthew Beam who's been blowing up a lot is that the the people around you um, can can really help you succeed? And obviously, as you succeed, you kind of uh, a rising tide raises all ships, right? So they they kind of come with you. Um, what uh, looking kind of not not comparing, but I'll, like just trying to gain feedback from that, um, seeing their teams and then seeing like kind of the uh, mistakes that I've made in the past, like through through hiring people, like I, I've spent more on videos because of, you know, just bad hires and stuff like that. But I wouldn't take it back because obviously I learned from it. Obviously I wanna make sure I learned from it so I don't do it again. But um, I, I, so I guess all that to say, like, I've made a bunch of mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, I, I think it's, it's don't get discouraged if you end up investing a bunch into someone and they don't end up working out because that's happened so many times. I've gone through like probably 20 different editors. And then also at the same time, look at yourself and be like, yo, why the, why the AT double hockey sticks? Am I going through 20 different editors? (laughs) Am I, (laughs) am I just a jerk or something? (laughs) Um, Which, which is something that I I learned too, um, is that, you know, sometimes I can be a jerk. So I gotta, I gotta watch that and um, pretty much give people double the praise that I think I should give them and then uh, give them more after that.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's fantastic. No, that's a great lesson to learn. I'm, you know, Matthew, I'm 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 very envious of like where you are right now because this is such an exciting time to like have an adventure that you're having, and and you know you're obviously thinking about other areas that you know where you can get help by extending your team and and um, delegating things out and 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 figuring out where you where you're going. Where do you want to be in three years?
0: So. That is, is probably one of the most important things that you can figure out. And it's something that I've figured out recently. Um, but over this, this year, it's been like kind of a, a, a challenge to figure it out. Um, pretty much what we're going to do in, in the next three years, I would love to, um, and I'm, I'm curious if we could do uh, both the three year and the five year in three years. So I'll give you the three year and I'll give you the five year, <laughs> but um, pretty much uh, I want to pivot the channel towards sun content. Uh, I want to uh, try my best to uh, own that niche of stunt content and really be a, a good influence in, in that area. Um, make the channel kind of get tied in with, with mainstream um, like Hollywood ty- type stuff so that, you know, in the future we could actually promote movies before they even come out and perhaps like work with actors and stuff like that. Uh, nobody steal my idea, but it's okay if you do, cause I'm going to try to do it the best that I can. And hopefully I'll beat you, but, um, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but that's, that's the goal for the next three years is, is just get to the point where, you know, Tom Holland is doing flips with us, uh, for like a collaboration for the, the, the first 30 seconds of our video. Um, for five years, I want to, uh, take and let me know what you think i'd love to hear your feedback on this because i've just kind of figured this out recently uh, but it feels really solid i have this uh this really this cheap walmart globe it's like a plastic globe uh and it's turned to africa so what i want to do is use the the um proceeds from the the kind of going the stunt route and trying to become the best that we can be in that niche um you know leveraging pop culture and stuff like that to uh you know, make parkour a lot cooler than it is alone, uh, even though it is pretty cool. Um, But getting that click and stuff like that, leveraging those funds to put into a gaming channel, because I love gaming, uh, and then leveraging both those funds and perhaps maybe one more channel, um, depending on on where we are at that time, to make a zealous missions channel and go drill wells in Africa. I think it'd be super sick. And uh, I think you could make really, really entertaining content around that. And the goal is just to, you know, do something good in the world. That's, that's the goal. Well, so. you,
1: know, you, you have a goal, you have a vision and you have a, it seems like you now have a strategy and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see, you know, firsthand well, you know, in real time, you know, what works, what doesn't work. But I you know I'm, I'm confident that you're going to be able to, you know, fulfill that goal and that vision and, and that, you know, you're going to, you know, be stronger when you get to the other side. I mean, that's, 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 um, that's, that's really exciting. Um, what inspires you?
0: Man, I'd say first and foremost, and and, okay, I don't want to like be fake and stuff. So it's not always this. I think some, you know, uh, I got to but it's in my opinion, like it's my goal for it to always be this. It's just uh, Jesus Christ. I want to make an impact um, for uh, his glory, you know, and stuff like that, because he's, he changed my life. I used to be on a pretty weird path, hanging out with the wrong people and stuff like that. And that's, that's an even longer story before, before the YouTube channel uh, blew up and stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't like this. I wasn't like a perfect Christian dude. Uh, I am, you know, a, a Christian, but I'm definitely still not perfect. Um, just want to make sure that's clear. Uh, but I want to make an impact for um, for His glory, whether or not that means, you know, obviously uh, anyone uh, believes in Him because of me. The goal is obviously, if you want to, I'll talk about it. But uh, just to to be the best that I can be for for him and the people that he places around me and stuff like that. So
1: your faith is so beautiful and inspiring, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you. Ricky. And, I, and I I'm that. so thankful, you know, to have you on this, on this podcast. And you know, when we bumped each other at VidSummit, you know, it was, it was, it was great to to connect you know, the first time in person and, and, and to figure this all out. And so, you know, Heck thank yeah. you so much again, Matthew for everything. And then, before we end and, and, and sign off, I'm going to put up a, I'm going to put up a short today. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and we're now good. And it's going to be this right here. We're, we're going to predict how many views the squid games video is going to get in 24 hours. So I'm just, I'm going to go first this time because you might think that, you know, my um, 15 day or 14 day was a little cheap. I'm um, but, but you cannot be within five, um, um, Million views of my of my prediction, so twenty five. Oh,
0: so you are taking home field right now. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Twenty five million, see... million views in
0: twenty four hours. Wait, twenty five million views in twenty four hours? Yes, that's your that's your prediction. Yes,
1: someone's going to reverse gonna... engineer all this and be like, "Whoa, he's full of crap."
0: <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, I don't know. I might be completely wrong, so I don't want to go with, but I am going to go with my friend Patty Galloway's uh, guess that I saw okay. on Twitter today: forty two million in twenty four hours. That's my guess. Okay. So, you know, um,
1: we're, we're going to see who's the closest and, you know, you know we're going to have to give each other heat for that.
0: <laughs> I know. Right. We're going to have to we're going to have to fight and I'm going to have to experience your your uh, extra appendages behind your beard. <laughs> I'm looking
1: forward to it again. Thank you so much, Matthew. We're going to have to do this again. And um, yeah, let me know when you're in L.A. next. And uh, we definitely reconnect. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, please subscribe. Please follow us on whatever you know um, podcast platform you're listening on, and Have a good see review. you next time.